This week's episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Geek Fuel. Go to geekfuel.com slash laser time to sign up for a box of geeky goodies sent to you directly. And if you sign up through geekfuel.com slash laser time, you will get an exclusive Star Wars item worth $20 added to your first box. Ahoy hoy, everybody, and welcome to Talking Simpsons, where we demand more asbestos, more asbestos, <laughs> more asbestos, more asbestos. Thank you. Uh, this is Bob Mackey, your host for this episode, and if you didn't know, this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons. Today's episode is Lisa's substitute, but who else is here along with me today? Chris Antista. Henry Gilbert. Uh, singing dork Dave Rudden. <laughs> and this episode, uh, <laughs> the singing dork. This episode aired on April 25th, 1991. Chris, what happened on this mythical day in history? <gasps> oh, my God! Oh, boy, Bobby. Uh, the VCR Plus goes on sale. The average cost of a cell phone bottoms out at $350, and the world is introduced to a brand new sport, bungee jumping. As Ooh. yet, uh, legal only from the safety of a hot air balloon in the United States. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's mixing two dangerous things together. I feel like that happened in a Perfect well, Strangers you, episode. You remember those jokes of like you had to go bungee jump in Mexico because like it was happening oh, but it wasn't yeah. legal to do in America quite That's yet. true. Perfect, but no, Perfect Strangers, they got married in a hot air balloon. Yes. They, didn't, they didn't bungee jump from it. Police Academy. <laughs> and I think uh, basically after that, bungee jumping was on every episode of Road Rules. Yeah, yeah. They're oh gonna go bungee jumping, dudes! My favorite one was from the, uh, it was one of their challenge ones and they were like in, in some Asian country and they had to find someone to bungee jump with them was mm. the challenge guys Tandem. Let, let's say this for our podcast talking road rules uh, so, they got, man, well they got this old man who didn't get it and didn't understand and he jumped before the other one and they could have died like yeah, the old like man it. falls before them and they kind of smash into each other the Oof. old man and the kid. they could have exploded in midair Chris what is a VCR <laughs> plus VCR yeah. plus um, I think it was like sort of the beginning of TiVo like maybe your uh, VCR talked you could program it to record certain shows over ah. and over ah. mm, so, so you didn't not, have to put in a time you you just tell it what show. I should have. I should have looked into it more, but I do remember. It. I do remember it as being like the new technology that uh, that well, save us all. Well, that's funny because I every time I'm watching a Simpsons episode on this, I remember my flaws in recording of yeah. removing the mm. commercials, mm. and I hear half of a line that I missed before. I'm like, oh no, I missed that. Well, line. that's a pretty good lead into some of the slipshod uh, clip capture <laughs> I did. I, <laughs> it happens a lot here too. I left the commercials in because I was too paranoid. But today's episode, written by John Vitti, I do want to point out he wrote the uh, Alvin the Chipmunk. Uh, reboot, which he Ugh. defends on a commentary that the original script was much smarter and funnier <laughs> and was not insipid horseshit. Well, that like, we, like the, the new movie, the Chipwreck uh, like Road 2009 or 2010. Yeah, the first wrote. one. Back when uh, I had yeah, heart. John Vitti has become a like the hired gun, like a big time writer of garbage. Well, not garbage, but like the Ice Age films. Like Ice Age mm. 3, he wrote that. You don't want to know why? Mm -hmm. This is the best episode of The Simpsons ever. I think he has really? that clout. Yes. I mean, I, it's not my favorite, but I, it's been called that, and I would yes. not argue with it. I can see that being an interpretation everything, that works. Everything about this episode is on point, on fleek, 
whatever that means. <laughs> the it, B story is uh, funny. The A story is yeah. touching. The A story, um, the B story is funny. The acting is great. The comedy is awesome. It has more heart. James L. Brooksy and uh, mm. I don't know. Well, yeah. yeah, because they say in the commentary, VD is the credited writer, but he barely even wanted to do this mm-hmm. one because he says on the commentary that they had found how to make The Simpsons this great joke telling machine, yeah. but they keep getting given these relationship and like love stories. And here he's handed the mushiest of them all. And so. James L. Brooks did a lot of rewriting, and there's a million mm-hmm. lines in it, that, including the marquee line of the episode, oh, yeah. Yeah. are James L. Brooks. They're not John V. And they still work on me. I've seen this episode yeah. maybe 30 times, and this morning yeah. I'm like, am I going to cry I'm, at this yeah, episode? I'm a little I worried once we get to the line of the show. I know. I'm going to break out a little Guys, bit. Don't look because at me, please. Uh, I've watched it three times this week. I have captured the audio, and every time I tear up. Um, yeah, it's just it's going to happen. We'll I need to mix Mr. Bergstrom. Not nominated for anything. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess Dustin often didn't put his so. name on the episode, but yeah, like not. his performance is amazing. It's like, really better good. than any. I think, yeah, like his acting. His acting is amazing. I believe uh, another episode from this season won the Emmy for outstanding animated. Yeah, it wasn't program. that one. Before the, we get into this, is him as Mr. Bergstrom. Brief clip. Mr. Bergstrom, feel free to make fun of my name if you want. Two suggestions are Mr. Nerdstrom and Mr. Booger. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's some of the best acting I've ever seen from a guest star. Whereas I think if another complaint about Modern Simpsons, it is a joke machine. It is very stagey and like I know this person is speaking to deliver a punchline. They're not necessarily delivering humor, humorous dialogue, which everybody does in this episode. Mm-hmm. My, it's a great Lisa episode. Bart and Lisa get to play both joke machines and little ch- the children that they are. They get to behave like children. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love well, this. And Yardley Smith recorded live yeah. with yeah. Hoffman. Oh, is that what it sounds like? That they recorded it in New York oh. because that's where he was but she flew with them and she says like that she grew as an actress by just wow. working with him for like a day just and on this that. in the commentary uh, it's uh, this was in an interview. I think. Okay, because uh, if you're, you're Lee Smith, wouldn't be this insightful no. commentary. <laughs> no. And I think technology has ruined this because now you can just like phone in, literally phone yeah. in your lines, Everybody where you don't does. need to be yeah. with anybody. You just like call them up. It's like Krusty doing those uh, those uh, hey, lines for hey. his ball. <laughs> well, where are you, Krusty? Well, also, this this isn't the first Miss Hoover because she is in Brush with Greatness, sure. though she's not named as Miss Hoover or yeah. as a teacher. But this is the first look at the second grade class, which yeah. not seen yeah. as often as Krabappels, but is a constant. Yeah. And this isn't either the first appearance of Ralph, but it is the first real Ralph. Yeah, whereas is Ralph is we know Ralph. Um, Children, I won't be staying long. I just came from the doctor, and I have Lyme disease. Principal Skinner will run the class until a substitute arrives. What's Lyme disease? Uh, I'll field that one. Lyme disease is spread by small parasites called ticks. When a diseased tick attaches itself to you and begins sucking your blood, oh. malignant spirochetes infest your bloodstream, eventually spreading to your spinal fluid and on into the brain. The brain, oh dear God. Yeah. <laughs> the brain. I, like, it, I have a ton of clips from this episode because there's so many standout moments. And I don't know, this is... Yeah, that it's mushy and sweet, but I still think in terms of like the tightness of The Simpsons starts right here. Mm-hmm. Right here. Everything you love oh, about yeah. the third season it begins in Lisa's Substitute. Yeah, it's a very tight episode. The... Uh, also, did, I still had to look up what a schwa was. I didn't know that was. It's oh, not yeah. an, It's a letter in other alphabets. Just oh, so it's it's like a phonics thing. It's a phonetic alphabet letter yeah. where instead of saying the vowel sound, you say, uh. Oh, children, yeah. you're not seeing things. <laughs> this, my little friends, is a schwa. <laughs> Are you the substitute? Yes, sir. Yes, I am. Are you insane? Oh, no, sir. No, no, I'm not. It's, it's my wife getting their attention. <laughs> So who is playing uh, our, our friend Mr. Bergstrom? Does he have uh, a first Sam name? Eddick. Sam Eddick. Um, <laughs> Sam Eddick is credited in the credits. And he never did anything again, this, this yeah. mysterious no. Sam Eddick. No, it's he Dustin did. Hoffman. It's we have Dustin to say Hoffman, that. He just didn't want to be on it. He was 
confused about doing a cartoon he, voice. He definitely didn't do Meet the Fockers. Uh, well, it, this, uh, which is this, like, was, this was before yeah. that, where TV was a big, uh, a big yeah. step down if you were going to do that. And I believe he... But shitty sequels are totally fine. Either around the same time, the only time he provided his voice to a cartoon, yeah, now he's in like all the Kung Fu Panda yeah, films. Yeah, yeah. and Kung Fu Panda. And he uh, has a favor to Steven Spielberg in A Wish for Wings That Work, the mm-hmm. Bloom County Christmas special that is oh. also terrible. Yep. Uh, he convinced, <clears throat> while filming Hook, Steven Spielberg tricked uh, Rob Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman are providing voices to the Bloom County characters, and it's it's interesting only if you watch it. They're clear, like the equivalent of holding an iPhone to someone's face as they're running the set. <laughs> oh, they, I remember they both that. Both sound yeah. completely different. Uh, compared <laughs> you can to hear the like catering in the background. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, but I think Simpsons, in a lot of ways, broke the barrier for movie stars to yeah. actually be on television. Mm-hmm. It, it, like it, this was Dustin Hoffman, and this would later be. Mocked by The Simpsons himself yep. in the It's Seen Scratchy movie episode where right. Dustin Hoffman, Michael Jackson, they didn't they use their real names, names but you, you could tell, tell it was them. them. Jesus oh. Christ. And especially when they do a graduate reference yeah. in the show. Which, oh, which, yeah. how long did that take you guys to get? Because I guarantee uh, you didn't get it for yeah. a couple of years uh, watching this episode. Probably like a decade ago when I first saw that then, movie. Then I saw Wayne's World and I thought, okay, what's this? <laughs> on to something. This is a <laughs> this is the thing that's happening. Yeah. But awesome. in terms of that, that reference and that shot, yeah. which is great. I think is the show's only clunker. What the gun? The gag? No, the gag of uh, of the graduate. Oh, the gra- gag. Yeah, the graduate gag is the only one. It just feels like they didn't. Uh, they they couldn't hold back. They're like, we gotta be. Yeah. We gotta do. Because this is Ber- Bergstrom's just running the room, and he comes in dressed as a cowboy. This is one of the greatest lines of the show. It's a little long. I am a Texas cowboy. The year is eighteen thirty. You youngins, ask me any questions you like. Can we play kickball instead of science after lunch? Kickball, son. There ain't no kickball in eighteen thirty. There are three things wrong with my costume. Anybody names those three things will get my hat. I believe I know the answer. What's your name? Lisa Simpson. Well, go ahead, Miss Simpson. Um, one, your belt buckle says state of Texas, but Texas wasn't a state until 1845. Very good. (laughs) Two, the revolver wasn't invented until 1835. That's excellent. Three, you seem to be of the Jewish faith. Are you sure I'm Jewish? Or Italian. I'm Jewish. And there weren't any Jewish cowboys. <laughs> Very good. That's excellent. And I'm also wearing a digital watch, but I'll accept that. Here you go, little lady. <laughs> and for the record, there were a few Jewish cowboys, ladies and gentlemen, big guys who were great shots and spent money freely. fucking <laughs> <laughs> great. Did he improvise that? Uh, that feels very... It feels does. very improvised. I'm sure all of the Jewish stuff flew over my head as a kid. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, Lisa even says later his Semitic good looks. Yeah, I, which I did Never not know that. that. I, no. A, I did not know what that meant yeah. at the time. Time of watching it, so I definitely didn't get the joke in the credits where that's Dustin Hoffman wanted to be credited as Sam Eddick. I think Seinfeld taught me that word. Yeah, I mean, you could, yeah, you'd also, you would say that about Dustin Hoffman himself. He has some medic good looks. Same with like him and Elliot Gould. That's, mm. that's a thing in movie stars <laughs> in the 70s. You'd yeah. have, you'd be Jewish, but you could still be a Or whatever the fuck charisma's dripping off of Gene Hackman that made him a leading man as the ugliest <laughs> Who person let in the that world. Happen? He, he's great. I love him. But how did, did that happen? Did you take offense at him being like, no, I'm not Italian. And I keep, no, I, like, we, keep <laughs> we keep remarking at deaths. I keep saying this on our pop culture shows. We are too pop culture aware to not experience the death of someone every day. Yeah. And that's what it has been for 2016. It keeps happening. Mira, and, yeah, yeah. And, uh, that was a while ago at this point. But yes. Yeah. But, 
I I keep looking. Gene Hackman has not been in a movie since 2004's Ray Romano vehicle, Welcome to Mooseport. He is either senile or on his way off of this mortal coil. Mm-hmm. So we need to watch some Gene Hackman movies. Mm-hmm. So in today's post-Columbine <laughs> world, did a man shooting uh, fake guns in a school seem, seem a little less whimsical to you guys now? I didn't think of that. I'm usually the first one to think of those yeah. horrible, depressing things. We were talking about that on Laser Time recently about the Breakfast Club. We brought a gun to school, but it doesn't have doesn't yeah. ring with the same connotation as it does now. Oh, mm-hmm. so right after that is then they introduce the B plot of the election in in the fourth grade class, and Martin has got my vote. His talk about sci-fi, <laughs> like his sci-fi library. Do you have that clip, Martin? As your president, I would demand a science fiction library featuring an ABC <laughs> of the overlords of the genre. Asimov. Mr. Clark! Well, what about Ray Bradbury? I'm aware of his work. Thank you, and keep watching the skies. Excellent. Excellent. This, that's wow. probably the first time I got a because I was only reading Ray Bradbury yeah, at this me point. Too. As as I've grown, as I grew as a sci-fi reader, I came to agree with Martin that I think I think Bradbury stuff is good for kids, but it, especially like Fahrenheit 451 is not is is not <laughs> as groundbreaking as it seemed. No, in and he, first be, he became such a. I mean, every sci-fi writer becomes a it, crazy crank, but yeah. Bradbury really turned it up or I, cranked it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, meanwhile, like Clark, Bester, Asimov, there their stuff holds up a lot more for sure. Admittedly, I read the Martian Chronicles like. Like yeah. once every four years. His short stories are fine. I like That's his short they stories. Are. They are good. But meanwhile, like Bester's The Stars My Destination is great too. If you you know it's got a rape scene in it, but uh, <laughs> doesn't make it well, doesn't make it automatically let's, bad. Let's no. smarten up this talk. Smarten this it. this plot line is kind. It's a lot like an old Saved by the Bell episode that oh, predates no. it by two years. Where oh, no. uh, just like Bart, Zach he wants to run for president, but not to be president, just because. Well, in that case, he it was a free trip. But it's also mm. similarly, you know, a, a kid who does who shouldn't be president. And Jesse's running, running just against for him, right? Yeah. I, didn't, I, I think I've said over and over again how I found an analog in Bart uh, mm-hmm. myself. Not in the running for class president thing, but what Mrs. Krabappel says here at the end. Eliminate Bart Simpson! Speech! Speech! I had a speech ready, but my dog ate it. <laughs> Children! <laughs> Bart! I need someone very reliable to deliver well, an important message to the principal's office. Mm-hmm. Would you do it for me? Why, Mrs. Krabappel? How would I know where the principal's office is? <laughs> <laughs> People, what have I told you about encouraging him? So that was said about me when I was around two people laughing at me. That so I this is not something I even thought was a joke. Like I just experienced uh, that. As a kid, I was laughing at Bart, but now I am on. Well, I'm not on Krabappel's side, but I can I see it in Krabappel's perspective. Just don't laugh at him anymore, kids. <laughs> yeah. Like he's distracting everyone and he's hurting himself by not learning. And you. Speaking of Krabappel, the quick graduate scene. I do I do like this overacted sequence. Loveness. This profession can. Put a lot of strain on a marriage. Since he's been gone, I've been looking for a substitute to teach me a lesson I sorely need. Mrs. Krabappel, you're trying to seduce me. <laughs> well? I'm, I'm sorry, Mrs. Krabappel. You're very nice, but it's the children I love. Man. <laughs> Does that feel slightly weird, yeah. that line now? It does look a I little love. too it's, stoic. It, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Also weird that she's doing the seduction in front of an open door. <laughs> yeah. In the school. Yeah. Like, I don't I, care. Well, I mean, she'll do dirtier things in the school very soon. Yeah, but it, behind a closed janitor door. And we've seen her making out with the sushi chef, but this yeah. is the first time we've heard of Mr. Krabappel yeah. and Mr. what Krabappel. he's been up to. He was supposed to be in the upcoming War of the Simpsons episode, but they wrote him out of the Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah, that graduate scene... 
I didn't see The Graduate for probably another yeah. four years, mm-hmm. and The Simpsons and a dozen other sitcoms yep. at the time. Clearly, uh, the I'm, reference it, I think it's obvious that the writers grew up loving The I, Graduate. It was mm-hmm. so very influential to young men mm-hmm. at the time The Graduate Maybe came teaching out. them the wrong ideas? We could absolutely do a whole show <laughs> well, about that. On, it, on the movie's about Persistence, that's yeah. how you win. <laughs> on the, yeah, on the, the best show, one of mm-hmm. my favorite podcasts, he talks about how The Graduate, he, he just did this whole rant about The Graduate saying, it's a great movie, but it inspired a ton of awful films that were for these comedians yeah. to be like, I could be said too, like mm. Zach Braff in well most of his career mm. uh, and also David Schwimmer in the pallbearer like all these things of just like people with not having real yeah. problems it, yeah. it does it does con- not that shots that's referenced in that clip but the last shot of the graduate is I don't know to me one of the, the best last shots most profound anything because mm. you're just reading looks on people's faces oh, yeah like, like the end of uh, Grandpa Simpson it, and, it's, uh, yes yeah. it's in that too and uh, Wayne's World 2 is where I first yeah. came, like oh this is definitely a thing yeah. this graduate mm-hmm. thing I don't know what this is uh, there was but, a graduate uh, parody before this with uh, Homer like pounding yeah, on the window yeah he's running home yes. on his yes. yeah. episode that's right yeah yeah so there's a ton of graduate parodies but again I love this episode because I love uh, Lisa, she's always the voice of reason. She's stuck being audience surrogate girl character who has to be the voice of reason. But occasionally she gets to act like a little kid, so I like scenes like this. When I fall asleep, Mr. Bergstrom is the last thing I think of, and he's my first thought when I wake up. I feel that way about your father. No, no, you don't understand. <laughs> when Mr. Bergstrom smiles, you only see these teeth. But when you really make him laugh, you can see these two teeth. I think they're called the eye teeth. I don't know if he had orthodontic work or what, but they're absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. I notice little things about your father, too. No, Mom, this is different. <laughs> I mean, this man makes you feel like there's nobody better. Your father does that to me. Mom, are we going to talk or are we going to talk? Lisa, we can talk, but first you have to accept the fact that I feel that way about your father. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she's speaking for the viewers too. They're just like yeah. you can't actually love him though, right? You're just you're stuck with this guy. That that's, like, to me feels like the most James yeah. L. Brooksian uh, yes. part of the entire episode because yeah. he did a whole movie about a character like that. Uh, I'll do anything. I'll say, oh, God, say anything. That piece of shit. Yeah. Mm. No. I mean, it's sweet and she's a little girl, but I think Lisa is suffering from what's known as the electric complex, where it's like, uh, sort of like, it's like the reverse Oedipal, where it's like, Mr. Bergstrom is a father figure, but she's also in love with him. Well, if you want to. But it's a very confused, like, little kid way of, like, you know, attachment, I think. Yeah, if you want to deconstruct it on that level, she's an eight year old. Eight year olds have crushes. Yeah. Yeah. No matter the gender or whatever, it happens. But Bergstrom also recognizes. He's definitely not reciprocal of that thing, but he does recognize she doesn't have a good father figure. Yeah, and so immediately. He is very he's very careful, but he's like, Yeah, I'll support you in a fatherly way. Like, I, I didn't need this. I didn't get that clip, but like it's emphasized like immediately after that where she talks about him crying reading Charlotte's Web. This is great. Yesterday, he read a Charlotte's Web and cried at the end, never trying to hide his tears. <laughs> the book made him cry. <laughs> uh, I, love, I love how cruel they are. Yeah. Also, in second grade, they read Charlotte's Web to us because Charlotte's uh-huh. Web is like, hey, kids, this is what death is. And a spider yeah. is going to die, but then everyone you know is going to die but after that in real life. Do you get it? Let's, yeah. like, let's yeah. soften this with a little Paul land as a rat-eating garbage. <laughs> See, I never read the book as a kid. I watched I, I watched the Hanna-Barbera thing, mm. which is about a, is about Paul Lind as a rat-eating garbage. That's that's there for the kids. I'm the rest a is, and a rat. That, yeah, that film is filled with gay people. Because also, like, well... I forget so the who, gay character is a thieving rat. Let's let's take that well, apart. Well, there's no, also the I mean, scavenger. It's Wilbur, oh, right, Wilbur is played by a, a gay actor too. I yeah. think, or I don't know. He was mm. always the 
effeminate one in Charlotte. comedies of his days. <laughs> what do you mean, So Charlotte? just real quick, just because I have the clips, uh, the B story, again, is super fucking strong. I think could have been an entire yeah. episode unto itself. It really reminds me of the Trump thing, even up until the it, end. And I, yeah. I, did, I was going to preface it with it. Like, there's no way we can't compare this to Trump, but I think any loudmouth <clears throat> idiot candidate at yeah. any time Trump's will find just, an analog with Bar Trump here. is not a new candidate <laughs> no, in no. that way, no. In a sample taken in this very classroom, a state inspector found 1.74 parts per million of asbestos. That's not enough. We demand more asbestos. More asbestos. More asbestos. More asbestos. More asbestos. More asbestos. This was almost line of the show. Oh, it was for me. But he says there aren't any easy answers. I say he's not looking hard enough. In 1991, that's a perfect tweet. Yeah. Perfect tweet. What is up, Talking Simpsons fans? Chris here. Briefly jumping in to tell you this show is brought to you by Geek Fuel. And if you go to geekfuel.com slash laser time right now, you can get a free Star Wars item worth $20 just for signing up for a mystery box. So what's in the mystery box, you ask? Uh, six to eight items, an exclusive t-shirt, and a $50 value of Kit and Caboodle featuring famous stuff from Marvel, DC, Nintendo, Zelda, Game of Thrones, Pop Figs, pint glasses, posters. You never know quite what it's going to be, but it's like a delicious geeky gift that shows up at your door whenever you feel like it. And oh, guess what? They've had Simpsons stuff involved in the box in the past. So go to geekfuel.com slash laser time right now. Sign up for one of their boxes, get it as a gift for a geek in your life, and get a free $20 Star Wars item right now. I, I could actually hear Trump saying that, <laughs> yeah. like literally in my that head. That is almost a uh, like a Strangers with Candy-esque joke, where it's <laughs> yeah. just like, almost it's like a mind bender, but very still. Very Chuck like, Noblet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is, I, I love this speech uh, with Bergstrom right after that. Uh, Bergstrom telling Lisa she's going to miss Bart. Even this actually made, touched me the most of any yeah. line in this mm. one, actually. You'll never go broke appealing to the lowest common denominator. You're going to miss your brother's antics. When? When? When your life takes you places the rest of us have only heard about. Places where my intelligence will be an asset and not a liability? Yes, there is such a place. Believe me, it's true. I believe everything you say. With your words, your body language... And your Semitic good looks. <laughs> I'm glad Bergstrom reacts like, whoa, yeah, that's a lie so, that you shouldn't say that. Yeah, because I never really understood that look because I didn't know what she was saying. But like, it does make sense now when you're talking like he's not reciprocating. He's, no, yeah, he's he gets not, the idea that there's a little crush. He's like, yeah, I get it. It's a schoolgirl crush. I'm not going to reciprocate that. But what touched me in that scene is that it touched me now because I, I equate my smarts with cynicism mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. I'm smart enough to know everything's bullshit and I'm super cynical and that's how Lisa's reacting too just like it never go wrong uh, appealing lowest common denominator sure. but Bergstrom who's also smart he's more empathetic yeah. instead of just shitting on this with Lisa he's like you're gonna miss your brother yeah. like let's like yeah, he, it, it, it touched me I was like I want a Mr. Bergstrom <laughs> to say that to me he's clearly the, the adult who has seen more yeah. and known more he is easily the most mature and empathetic person in Springfield ever yes, like, even that, I think that's it he's like the most unrealistic character in a Springfield environment I mean he only has like one joke in yeah. this whole episode near the end like that no, that I, I counted I just I, I like, like the joke I, about Jewish cowboys that was, that was yeah funny. okay, okay. <laughs> he's got two he's yeah. got, this is a oh, well this is funny to me hey kid I've learned that in two weeks, the Springfield Museum of Natural History will be closing forever due to a lack of interest. Mm. I urge you to see it while you can. I, just, 
at the time, a, a couple years ago, I thought that was hysterical. Then I went back to Tallahassee. They have a great museum. Uh, they have been closed due to lack of interest. Oh, and it, it really but, happens. Yeah. 20, um, 25 years ago, it seemed impossible yeah. to close. Like, it's a museum. You don't close a museum. Did you get the Ralph letter right before that where he's like, this no. is a picture of a spirochete? That is the first true Ralphism. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you, you have Lyme disease. I have the most clips of any episode ever in this episode that I've had to truncate. Just because even Homer has great standout moments. Yeah. With, uh, I just clipped this to lousy brain. If you were smarter, you might think of something, <laughs> but you're not, so you just might as well. All right, all right, I'll take her. This is the first lousy brain. That's the first Homer talking to his brain. Yeah, it yeah. happens so, yeah. in the next episode, too. Like, like, did they just stumble upon this idea? Like, what if Homer could talk to his brain? They learn yes. the back and forth of that is so great. Actively that, loathes his brain. That I think by season five, they just stopped because they did it so much. There was a lot of it but, in season four. Like, I'll it, stab you with a Q-tip. I can get back to killing you with beer. But it's so hilarious. I you love stay, but I'm out of here. <laughs> 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 I can't wait for that in three years. Uh, oh boy. But the suggested donation sequence is, again, mm. a triple-A perfect comedy. Hey, uh, what do you mean by suggested At the donation? Museum. Pay any amount you wish, sir. And uh, what if I wish to pay zero? <laughs> well, it's up to you. Ooh, so it's up to me, is it? <laughs> yes. I see. And you think that people are going to pay you $4.50, even though they don't have to, just out of the goodness of their... <laughs> <laughs> well, anything you say, good luck, lady. You're going to need it. <laughs> Mr. Bergstrom. Hi, Lisa. Hey, you don't have to pay. <laughs> Read the sign. <laughs> you know what? I hate to say it, but Homer's right in this situation. They're closing, so what do they need the money for? <laughs> that is true. Yeah, but that's I, they're shutting down. It yeah. does really set Homer up as being, I mean, we know he's different than Mr. Bergstrom, but just that scene shows how he does not value this experience yeah. at all for him and his daughter. Then he'd rather save $9. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love the, 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 the sweetness of the sequence, which I decided not to clip so please don't hate me too much for how many clips I do have <laughs> but that 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 Lisa is so mad at Homer and he makes an yeah. innocent comment about the wolfman which is something I would say in a museum yeah, even I, if I'm, I, but she hates him for it she I don't think he was being she was just making a joke yeah you know? yeah, yeah. and he's Lisa around, but she's, oh that's what I, I wrote down like because the line starts with actually Mr. Simpson they know plenty about the mummification process what did Homer <laughs> ask before that yeah. mm. <laughs> how do they even do this how do they wrap this mummy up I, like, I, also, I think that thing about the donations is the type of thing they don't do on the show as much mm-hmm. anymore I'm just like let's get a long clip of Dan just acting and give mm-hmm. it space to breathe like him just going out <laughs> of the goodness of the <laughs> like I feel like they'd be tighter on it now yeah. they, wouldn't, they wouldn't give it that kind of they'd space they'd be worried that it would die on the screen That's without a, yeah. a, a constant jokes I had to cut down these clips because so many of them like needed a minute to breathe and I don't mm-hmm. feel like Modern Simpsons takes a minute with dialogue anymore. Yeah, well, except the, for that episode I cited last year, the Halloween one. That was one of their best in a long time. And this is another long clip with uh, Homer and Mr. Bergstrom. I have noticed that Lisa seems to feel she has no strong male role model. She said that. Well, no, she didn't <laughs> say it, but you know she. But you can tell, right? She looks around and sees everybody else's dad with a good education, youthful looks, and a clean credit record, and thinks, "Why me? What did I do to deserve this fat old piece of?" Mr. Simpson, you have got to be a bigger man. He's weeping. There is a wonderful girl's future at stake. Well, if she's so wonderful, give her an A. I am giving her an A. Great, but don't tell her it was a favor to me. Tell her she earned it. Mr. Simpson, she did earn it. <laughs> you are smooth. I'll give you that. <laughs> It, uh, even what they're eating shows who they are. Like Homer's eating a burger and fries. He's eating a salad. Yeah, like he's yeah. like the much better human. Yeah, yeah. With all I did notice that too because the, I'm fascinated by the Simpsons meals at this point because every drawing is super crude. Yeah, like later purple, sludge. purple goop. They're yeah. eating, eating purple goop. And one of the I was watching it with my girlfriend and I just 
I made a disgusted moan when Lisa's playing her saxophone outside on a baseball diamond that, to scale, she looks like she's 40 feet tall. <laughs> it, it's yeah. the, it is one of the worst drawings ever from a wow. perspective level. I need to go back and see that. Um, but, this is, but to show you how good this, sh- this episode is, this also could have been line of the show. You see, class, my Lyme Love disease this. turned out to be... <clears throat> Psychosomatic. Does that mean you're crazy? No, that means she was faking it. No, actually, it was a little of both. <laughs> I love that. She's not uh, even insulted. Like, no, yeah. let me clear this up for you. <laughs> no, and this, I mean, I always thought of when I heard psychosomatic and people thinking they got uh, a disease from reading it everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. I always think back to this. This scene. is the Prodigy song. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know that. This is, it's amazing, the, like being psychosomatic pre-internet, where like nowadays it's like, oh, uh, my arm is a little bit. Uh, tingly let me look that up heart attack what like uh webmd says go directly to the hospital now i smell uh, almonds am i having a stroke yeah <laughs> i also the visual of hoover so bergstrom's gone hoover's back because bergstrom gone mm-hmm. and just when lisa opens the door just she's so crestfallen and yeah. broken and hoover's erasing bergstrom's yeah name, it's a great just to make it very clear like, at that moment lisa was to make up the bad museum visit was going to invite mr bergstrom to dinner and that t- felt like it was about to happen because yeah. that is a sitcom thing to happen every time i yeah. expect it to happen like oh the episode doesn't I, end that way at all yeah the I third act is kind of a surprise even yeah. though I, I know how it ends it's just like oh he doesn't go to dinner that's right and just to jump back to the B plot this is also an unbelievable line everybody forgets to vote for Bart even though yeah. he seems yeah. like the clear leader I demand a recount <laughs> one for Martin two for Martin would you like another recount no well I just want to make <laughs> sure so one for Martin two for Martin she's <laughs> uh, uh, so mean about that but I, so, yeah. I don't know, it seems like they're saying elections are just arbitrary yeah. because everyone is too lazy to vote, which is mm-hmm. still true. Yep. Like, well, nobody votes. I had heard the argument about why you shouldn't even think Trump it could even possibly be the Republican nominee is because mm-hmm. people just in a poll will say, I've heard of Trump, so yeah, I'd vote for him. But they don't actually show yes, up so at the polls. Not, you're not registered. I you answered a poll for ass. USA Today. You have no value of your sense of time. You're not an 80-year-old white man. You're not actually voting for him. <sighs> this does remind me of like elementary school election that I took part in where I was uh, so this kid actually didn't really like he hired me as like his script writer because like the, it was the thing in class like the, you had to pick a president vice president and that they had to pick a like a treasurer and a script writer and all that a mudslinger and oh. I was like I gotta write all this stuff I like I wrote in one poster and then the day of the like the speeches I'm like oh I'm sorry I didn't write it and he had to, he had to wing it and he lost <laughs> I was like you know yeah. what I don't really like you I like the girl that you're running against more so but, sorry sex now that I have your attention yeah. vote Dave Rudman this seems like a say by the bell plot it does yeah. So you'd be the screech in Yeah, that you would be the screech. Screech let everybody down. Oh, I, just, I dropped it in the toilet. <laughs> but this... my pet cockroach ate it. <laughs> so, Did you guys get that Dewey defeats Truman joke? Yes. yes. Well, only because, yeah. only like, not when it happened. Not in 1991. I didn't, it, but like, right, like a few years later, HBO aired the Truman movie with Gary Sinise, and that was like in the trailer prominently that Truman won the election, but the paper predicted he would lose, and he held it up, and it's a very famous picture. I don't know if anybody would get that now, or if I would have gotten without that HBO film. I mean, it's one of the most famous pictures there is. But cited and, where and when. Like, yeah. if you're, like, I haven't looked at a history book I in 20 years. Political people will bring it up of just saying, don't count your chickens before they're hatched yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, uh, so this is, uh, this is my line of the show. Let's see if I can keep it together. Uh, because it's the, it's the longest clip we've ever had and the, my line of the show is buried somewhere in the middle. There's about four in here. Well, the joke where he says he can't lie. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is that is his biggest joke of the yeah. episode. It made me laugh. Uh, let's just play it. Let's yeah, all right. There's so, a line that confuses me in here. We can talk about that's, it. Though. That's my line of the show. Okay. <laughs> that's the joke. 
Now boarding on track five, the afternoon delights stopping at Shelbyville. Hey, Mr. Bragstrom! Hey, Lisa! Hey, Lisa, indeed! What? What is it? Oh, I mean, were you just gonna leave just like that? Oh, I'm sorry, Lisa. It, you know, it's the life of of the substitute teacher. He's a fraud. <laughs> Today he might be wearing gym shorts. Tomorrow he's speaking French or, or, or pretending to know how to run a bandsaw or God knows what. You can't go. You're the best teacher I'll ever have. Oh, that's not true. Other teachers will come along. Oh, please! No, I can't lie to you. I am the best. But <laughs> you know, they need me over in the projects of Capital City. But I need you too. That's a problem with being middle class. Anybody who really cares will abandon you for those who need it more. I... I understand. Mr. Bergstrom, I'm gonna miss you. Well, I'll tell you what. Whenever you feel like you're alone and there's nobody you can rely on, this is all you need to know. Thank you, Mr. Bergstrom. All aboard! So, I guess this is it. Oh, God, yeah. it's crushing me. How's everybody oh. doing? Yeah, I, I, okay. didn't, I didn't quite get the tears out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the, a little tingly. I, I got a little tingly like, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the thing about being middle class. Yeah. That line about being middle class yeah. is he just try like I he kind of mumbles it. So this is the first time I actually yeah. heard it. I think I had to check and the subtitles to make sure it's what I heard. Me too. Yeah, and I was wondering is he saying like the system sucks because no one can get the help that they need? Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you're just shuffled around with the limited resources you have, you, and no one can get the education that they actually need. Well, the projects of Capital City need him more. Yeah, yeah. You're a middle class person in a public school. Mm. I, the rich people will take the best stuff from you, and then the people who will work for free, they'll work yeah. for free for people who need it more than you do. Yeah. It's weird. I guess there. I mean, the middle class was more of a thing in 1991, <laughs> yes. which is yeah. why I'm, I'm like middle class. Am I that? Is I know, yeah, no, we're, we're all poor. Just yeah, so we're, yeah, now we are. But I mean, we grew up middle class. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but they've destroyed the middle class after this. So the note. I wanted oh, good to, story. Mention, yeah, this was something I didn't know until. Every Simpsons ever, because mm. I was following the, the Twitter of all the writers, like, jumped on Twitter oh, wow. and were just, like, live-tweeting episodes the they says, wrote. The, the note, that would have been, like, my line of the show, because I love it, uh, but it's not spoken. You, you are Lisa Simpson, is mm-hmm. note. So, John Vitti, the writer, he tweeted during when it aired. He said that there is supposed to be an exclamation point That's at the right. end of that note. And he missed it in the animatic, and then it oh, animated, wow. and they're just like, you can't undo it. And so... He curses it to this day that it doesn't have an exclamation point. still totally works. Yeah. Yeah. It 100% works. I almost think it would be... I like it more as a subtle statement of, sure. you are Lisa Simpson, not yeah. like, you are Lisa Simpson! Yeah. Go get it! It feels like, more sincere yeah. with the period. Also, uh, the way John Vitti got that line, they were all stuck on what Mr. Bergson would write on the paper. Mm. Jim's Bro- Sorry, not Jim's Brooks. James L. Brooks literally writes, you are Lisa Simpson, and hands it to John Vitti. Mm. He opens it, and that's how he gets the line. Uh, like, And they all shrugged when they saw the first time. <laughs> yeah. They're like, so? We are Lisa Simpson? What if only uh, James L. Burks was on the set of uh, Lost in Translation. <laughs> we would know. <laughs> there, yeah, there were a million. They, they mentioned it on every commentary almost where they can say, oh, that was a great line in my episode that James L. Brooks wrote. But this was the one <laughs> most of it where they say everybody will tell them, oh, I write. They'd say, I write for The Simpsons. Oh, that you are Lisa Simpson. I'm like. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> James L. Brooks, the genius. Like, Chris, don't you have a friend that like keeps that in their wallet or something? I do. I, I, no, you, I don't think so. I thought you remember, like, Chinspire or somebody, like, mm. like keeps a note that says, I am Lisa Simpson I, in their wallet. I, 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 I find it stupidly yeah. inspirational. Yeah. I can totally see me keeping that in my wallet. Oh, and at the train, I, I keep it in my iPhone uh, yeah. Evernote. <laughs> at the train station, they do, there's 
a very conspicuous um, background character. That's right. that's Jim Reardon, one of the Simpsons directors mm-hmm. who loves trains. He hates flying. He takes trains everywhere. <laughs> so that was a huge gut punch. Yeah. And yep. I feel like the episode could have ended there, but there's an even more devastating moment emotionally yeah. after this. Like I forgot. Like I forgot about <laughs> this scene. I thought it just ended with the note. Yeah. If anything, that's it's it's only the, the, the previous scene undercuts it because this is resolved too quickly. Mm. Um, I feel like they had to say. We've got to build Homer back up. Like yeah. Homer looks so bad here. We need Homer to He's, get better. He says a, when he, a hilarious just, line, but it's so sitcom-y. You're like, why did you fucking say that yeah. to your daughter? I don't know. It felt very... It felt real to me. What are you so mopey about? Nothing. Lisa, tell your father. Mr. Bergstrom left today. Oh? He's gone. Forever. And? I didn't think you'd understand. Hey, just because I don't care doesn't mean I don't understand. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not crying Because I would hate for you to think That what I'm about to say Is based on emotion But you, sir Are a baboon (gasps) Me? Yes, you Baboon, 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 baboon I don't think you realize what you're saying (laughs) Baboon! (laughs) That's intense It's totally intense And when you talk about like Homer was used to just saying like And now I'll say a joke (laughs) And then somebody has an honest emotional reaction to that joke Yeah That makes it realer But I Everybody has to act in this episode Yeah Yeah. It's it's a hard one for the actors Compared to their usual million dollar easy (laughs) street But I mean that That scene spoke to me more than the Bergstrom scenes Honestly because I've been angry at the dinner table mm-hmm. with my dad and just like, though I choked back emotions instead of saying anything. <laughs> That's why I'm more Repress repressed than Lisa. Yeah, but... You, it, want, you wanted to But someday... also then when, when Homer... Oppositely, at my dinner table, my mom wouldn't have called out my dad for being ah, mean. I do Like, Marge... Uh, I'm very glad that Marge just immediately goes like, no, no, Homer, fuck you. You gotta fix <laughs> this. Like Somebody's bound to say it one day. I just can't believe it was her. Did you hear that, Marge? She called me a baboon. The stupidest, ugliest, smelliest ape of them all. Homer, you're not allowed to have hurt feelings right now. There's a little girl upstairs who needs you. Her confidence in her father is shaken, and no little girl can be happy unless she has faith in her daddy. Jesus. Mm. Oof. Yeah, I... It's heavy. I have to keep that in mind, too, for myself, even, that feeling of, like, you're not allowed to be hurt right now. She's sadder than you, and... I don't care if you're hurt by what she said. I truncated the scene a little bit, but I, it is it is very sweet. Again, yes. I love Lisa juxtaposed with like the hyper intelligent member of the Simpson. With it, she's still a little girl. I also mm-hmm. have a continuity complaint about Ooh. this scene. Oh, me too. I know you're. Yeah. It isn't going well at all. Look, if you just want me to forgive no, you. No, no, I just wish I knew what to say. Although maybe this music will help. <laughs> now, you lost someone special, and it hurts. I'm lucky because I never lost anyone special to me. Everyone special to me is under this roof. It's true. Now, you'll have lots of special people in your life, Lisa. There's probably some place where they all get together and the food is real good and guys like me are serving drinks. (laughs) Oh, well, maybe I can't explain all this, but I can fix your dollhouse for you. At least I'm good at monkey work, (laughs) you know. Monkey, you know what I mean. Yeah. I can hold Aww. these nails in place with my tail. That—that's what got me the most choked up. Yeah, they bring you down so low, yeah. and then they bring you back yeah. up like immediately. That's—it's like an and, emotional roller coaster. And literally. that's such a beautiful scene. You don't even in these old episodes you don't see that much that it is 
seems to be Dan doing it live yeah. with Yardley. Like, there's parts that feel like that wasn't in the script. You're going yeah. like, yeah, I don't have a banana. You got a banana. You got like that. It does feel improv-y. Like, yeah, they I can hold the nails yeah. in place with my tail. So, Homer, Homer saying he never lost anyone special to him. Yeah. His mother abandoned him. And, yeah. and as far as he knows, she's dead. Yeah, like, he had a great relationship with her when yeah. she was around. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess that but hadn't been established yet. No. no, they didn't know. The, the new Mona wasn't around, but they didn't. Oh. It was an unanswered question for eight years. There is that part to it, but it... I think what they're saying there is that Homer's apology does work, but it's just really him saying, like, you are better than me, Lisa. Yeah. Even now you yeah. are, and I can't understand I, you. I can't, like, I can't react to you on your level, and yeah. probably never will be, but I, I still can have a moment of sincerity with you and be, and be sorry. And I definitely love you. I'm your yeah. dad, and mm-hmm. I love you. Like, it's, it's touching in that way. And then... The follow-up of Homer helping the other kids. That's, and that's it's a, fun, yeah, too. Yeah. It's a cute it's a, finale. It, it's beautiful, and he's on a parenting role here, mm-hmm. and I keep meaning to use the, put this line in my actual vernacular again. Anytime someone's bitching about something on Twitter, I mm-hmm. should end the conversation like this to myself. Would you have gotten any money for being class president? No. Would you have to do extra work? Yeah. And is this Martin guy going to get to do anything neat? Like throw out the first ball at the World Series, huh? Well, no. So let the baby have his bottle, <laughs> huh? That's my model. <laughs> <laughs> let is, the baby have his bottle. Yeah, Working that back in. Had. It is nice to see Homer being a, a good parent yeah. Yeah. in like a tiny dose. Yeah, yeah very tiny doses. I, the parting line where Homer says, I'm on the roll of my lifetime, let's just go to bed. Yeah. Now I read it as him saying, like, we're going to have a really great, yeah. like, let's <laughs> let's let's screw our brains now up. You know, I'm on a roll, active, Homer and Marge are. They're yeah. seemingly going to bed at maybe 6.30 because they were just yeah. eating dinner and then that scene happened and then she's True. like, yeah, let's just go to bed. Yeah, she didn't even watch the dishes yet. Marge. She didn't scandalous. even finish her tea. <laughs> so how do we feel about this episode? Is it the uh, best Simpsons episode ever? Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's tightly packed a... with jokes and like makes you care about the characters more than than the show ever cares to do in the future. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's focused on the family specifically the entire time. No one else. It's the most, yeah. to me, it is the most emotionally impactful, yeah. but that doesn't make it my yeah. favorite. Yeah. The best ones to me are the jokiest. Like mm-hmm. my ones that are on my best list are Homer Goes to College or Marge versus a Monorail mm-hmm. or um, Bart's Comet. Like yeah. ones like those that are super jokey. I can't wait for Bart's Comet. But yeah. this was, I don't think another episode we will watch will. Mm-hmm. Touch yeah. me as much as this one. I, this is the nicest episode, but I don't think it's the funniest. So, mm. like, and that's what my that's my criteria for Simpsons episodes. So, I don't, there's too many great Bergstrom lines yeah. Yeah. Uh, delivered very well by the only three dimensional character <laughs> to ever visit you, Springfield. You know what? You know what the sign is. Uh, I haven't gotten anything from Frankiac dot com from this episode, mm. and uh, whatever <laughs> I get the enough. most from. Uh, that's what uh, is my favorite episode. In terms of emotion, I think it ties with Mother Simpson for me because that mm. episode I get choked up at the end, uh, like yeah. uh, that yeah. scene of Homer sitting on his car. It's great, makes yeah. a good Facebook cover photo. Mm. I can't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop making me cry, uh, funny this show. Is like, this is our longest episode yet. Wow, might yeah. be. Yeah. So I guess we should wrap up, everybody. Thanks for listening. I am Bob Mackey, as always, your host. And you can find me on the internet as Bob Servo on Twitter. I also host the classic gaming podcast, Retronauts. Find that at retronauts.com or usgamer.net. Everybody else, what do you uh, do? Laser Time, the, the, the stupid little show that, that kickstarted most of this stuff via Patreon, ironically. But uh, patreon.com slash laser time. That's where you can find the first uh, season of the show. We wanted to jump to the trade to the stuff people loved. But uh, people who were willing to support us and make the show a reality, they get exclusive access to the first season. Mm-hmm. And also, if you like the dates talk that we had in this one, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's 
302010, the weekly podcast where we go through the pop culture events of 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago, mm-hmm. like the Super Bowl, the Challenger explosion, and Dave Chappelle getting interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was cheap podcast, the pro wrestling podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to tie it to I'm sorry. Thanks for listening, and a shout-out to our friends in Winnipeg for putting us in a goddamn newspaper. What? Yeah, what? we'll wow. see you next week, everybody. Later. <laughs>Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.